0: Oh, and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth. I'm Cyberlink.
1: I'm Rock the Jake. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Falero, and that was uh, quite the intro. That's more than I've ever been able to actually have. <laughs> Look, I'm just speaking the truth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I was going to go, yeah, oh. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Any any y things happening recently? Oh yeah, is this happening?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I have to ask. Yeah, I had a little a little Sonicy thing. I uh, was d- doing some work and threw on some YouTube videos, and I ended up watching um, the animation of uh, Sonic games by New Frame Plus, which is um, a cool little video, and uh, really enjoyed it. He he does a great job of uh, looking at the main like console Sonic titles. All the way up into, um, I think, Forces. I really liked how he was able to approach it just from a purely, like, someone who works in animation perspective and talks how, like, the original Genesis Sprites uh, communicate a lot of action and their limited capacity and how the the 3D games like start out pretty rough. I was really enjoyed that he put into words some feelings I have about the changes uh, from Sonic Adventure 1 to 2. And it basically boils down to the run cycles in Sonic Adventure 2 are really weird. Like they control good, but like visually they are pretty messy but uh he talks about like how good the games have been lately about really pushing the cartoony like squash and stretch and just letting sonic like do really cool cartoony gymnastics and it's a really good video um i i definitely recommend people uh check it out uh especially if you've like never thought about the sonic games from that perspective before
1: It'll be nice to hear something from um, someone who knows what they're talking about when it comes to Sonic. Um, and... I know, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's an. I mean, that is another thing is he's he
2: says up front that like he's not even really like a Sonic fan. So he's uh... Uh, bringing like an outside perspective just looking at this from like the, uh, you know, like a cool animation side.
1: Uh, so not tainted by nostalgia. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I
2: think
0: I think that having that objective perspective really is helpful for case like that i've honestly seen that video in my recommendations countless times but i've never actually sat down to watch it so maybe i will give that a look later this week
2: it it, it is funny because i mean i'll give a little spoiler is he really likes uh the animation in sonic boom on wii u because he talks about how i you know he says i know the 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 design changes were very controversial, but then he explains that, like, a lot of them probably were to make it easier to animate these characters because the, uh, it is funny to say, the classic modern designs are still kind of hard to emote with because, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got big old eyeballs and... (laughs) It's hard to do stuff with them. I thought that was pretty funny.
1: I mean, like, when it comes down to it, Boom excelled as a cartoon anyway, so anything yeah. outside of the game oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is successful.
2: so weird <laughs> how that
3: whole sub-franchise ended up. <laughs> uh, I had some Sonic-related stuff this week, too. Ooh. You tell. So after last week's episode, I dived into um, both Project 06 and the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh portable uh game remakes 1 and 2.
0: Oh yeah 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 uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. so project 6 is I mean like the thing to remember is like it is still Sonic 6 at its core. Yeah. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the improvements are like honestly they're stellar. Like it's it's amazing to like boot it up and like the load time is just zip and for, for Sonic it feels like kind of the same like maybe the momentum has been changed up a little bit i I played one level of sonic and then one level of shadow shadow is like whole it's a whole other thing it's it's amazing i love it um and i and i really want to dive back into that and like play more because i have the the demo that has i think every single level from both of their campaigns yeah that's the most recent one
1: i mean the real question to ask is did you enjoy yourself playing it
3: yes (laughs) then it was an improvement yes (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But just the fact that, like, somebody has spent so much time and effort, like, making it more than playable and, like, enjoyable as compared to, like, the original base game. Like, it's it's amazing. (laughs)
2: Like you said, it's hard. I know, like, obviously so much work went into that original game because it was, you know delayed and crunched on and came out Mm -hmm. so busted but yeah it is hard to not go like well at least he was able to salvage something from that mess (laughs) because
4: You There's some good in Sonic
1: Six. There's some potential there. I can't. We can see it there. Yeah. It may not be my ideal Sonic, but I can see why people like it in print. You know, in
2: in concept. In
1: concept. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yes. Yes. I I agree. <laughs> it is kind of funny because I've got a friend who um apparently played Sonic Six and somehow did not manage to trigger any of the glitches or anything. What? So when he was done with the game, he was like, wow, what a great experience. And then he looked online and <laughs> found out that everyone hates it. It's like, oh, weird. I think he was just focused on the fact that he had a pretty girl that you had to rescue, but, you know, I, I love these sort of unique <laughs> experiences for people. Oh,
2: going going through that that phase <laughs> in their life.
1: <laughs> yeah, that phase has not ended for him. Um, <laughs> he'll be a fun guy to have on someday, but anyway, you are saying, Jake.
0: Look, all I'm saying is that I can't watch Mean Girls the same way
3: anymore. <laughs> oh man. We wear pink on the day that the iblis trigger happens. <laughs> 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 but uh what I was going to say was um I watched the completionist uh uh like recomplete yeah, video of Sonic 6. Yeah, and um and he he even like said that like it going back to recomplete it like made him reflect on his growth as a YouTuber as well and just like moving past the like, the the culture meme of saying, like, this game's bad, it sucks, and here's a joke about how much it sucks. And, like, it like, still, you know, pointing out the flaws, but, like, being constructive. And, like, one thing that he kept pointing back to was the fact that, like, if you look at the right spots, and it's actually not even that hard to, like, if you look at the right spots of the game, like, you can tell there was, like, genuine passion and creativity put into this game. Because, like, the cinematics, like, the quality of the cinematics are great, and the level design's are like pretty interesting in some parts. And I think people need to remember that, like it wasn't just slapped together. Like there was a plan and then corporate got involved. (laughs) They
2: didn't set out to make a bad game. Nobody ever does. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I don't think anybody ever. Well, by and large, uh, I would say you don't set out to make a game that big and expensive bad on Mm -hmm. purpose or, and yeah. And I, I do think it is uh, like you said, I, I, I think it does come with with age um, and just experience when you when you learn how to like properly articulate your thoughts on media that, um, yeah, I am more interested in understanding why a thing is bad and not just laughing because it's bad and i definitely think that's where i am with with sonic 06 now is i i understand part of what happened there and the obviously the big ideas that they tried to do people him and haw about it but it was supposed to be sonic adventure 3 that was the style they were going for yeah.
1: right yeah it was sonic, sonic sa3 and everything but name essentially they just decided to give it the name sonic the hedgehog uh, that was their downfall. Oh, that's one of their downfalls, actually. There were numerous pitfalls in that game, but anyway, <laughs> I will say Sonic 06 is very creative. Um, like it's it's an attempt to do something new, uh, to do something. And there was, like you said, there was a lot of effort. A lot of money went into it. You can see there's something there. Just you know. <laughs> yeah. Questionable
0: story choices aside, I continue to maintain that that could have been a decent game if they just were given more time. Which I think is a pretty common sentiment, honestly. So I guess uh, put up your quarters to call your spots, boys, because we're heading back to the arcade.
1: Oh, yeah. What?
0: The arcade? There are kind of two reasons that we went with this topic. Uh, One is, at the time we're recording this, Sega has just announced that they are kind of getting out of the arcade business. They're still going to be making arcade games, but there are no longer going to be Sega-branded arcades for the first time in... Geez, like close to 50 years which is Mm. absolutely wild to think about
2: i saw uh someone broke it down that they basically are selling the rest of their stock in like the
1: arcade business yeah dunny dunny (laughs) Daniel, Daniel, <laughs> yeah. no, no. Just scare you with a, photo, with a photo of the Sega. kamurocho
2: is going to be the only place you can go to club sega now. That, oh. was, that was the first thing i realized it's like oh no where are we supposed to go now in new yakuza games
0: <laughs> it's sack uh, I've, I've always wanted to go to a uh sega arcade i i guess gameworks when that was around was kind of a like sega was involved in that somehow i don't know the exact like ownership there but I've always wanted to go to a Japanese Sega arcade. And it's a shame that I will unfortunately have to miss out on that. But talk about a legacy. Like, holy yeah. crap.
2: We can only hope that even if the branding might be gone, we can still go to the top floor and sit and play Virtual Fighter with all the chain-smoking salarymen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the other reason we chose today's topic is that I didn't even realize this uh, until we were getting ready, but... Yesterday, at the time we we're recording, is the 25th anniversary of MAME, the Multiple Arcade Machine Emulator Ooh. software.
2: Oh, yeah. I I I saw that, too. I had no idea that MAME had such a, a lengthy history. That is very cool stuff. Yeah, I, I knew it had
0: been around for a long time, because I remember, like, as a kid, installing it on a crappy old PC and being like, completely wowed by the fact that I'm playing all these weird arcade games I've never heard of on, you know, my computer. Obviously, like, I I had no idea, like, how extensive, like, the emulation scene was even at that time. But it, I credit MAME with a lot of, uh, you know, discoverability for arcade games that would have been completely lost to time otherwise, some of which we'll probably not be talking about today, so...
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I can I can only speak for myself, but growing up I had like no local arcade. Like our mall bounced between having uh, you know, like a little setup and then it would close and then it would reopen and every once in a while a movie theater might have had a cabinet I recognized, um, but I just had zero access to arcade games growing up. So yeah, MAME in its various forms has been the only way I've experienced like these original forms of a lot of these games.
0: Yeah, I'm in kind of a similar boat where I didn't really have any arcades near me aside from like a Chuck E. Cheese that we never, honestly never really went to. But back during that era, I feel like arcade games were at the peak of their popularity. You know, this was the era of Street Fighter Two, Mortal Kombat, all the Konami beat-em-ups. And it felt like, you know, there were there was an arcade machine just about everywhere you look like. I remember seeing they had Rampage and Marble Madness at the roller rink, Time Crisis and Hangout at the movie theater, Galaga and Soul Calibur at a local pizza place, Point Blank and APB at a rec center. Like, even my dentist's office had Buster Bros and Capcom bowling. <laughs>
2: oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, and then- you know, I did. I think my dentist had a uh, a, a Donkey Kong Two cabinet that had the original Donkey Kong
3: in it
1: that's cool so like somebody you'll be waiting for your root canal and someone will be like hey, if anyone's interested there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming a <laughs> kill screen coming up
2: <laughs> yeah, the, literally do remember they would have uh, the Aladdin VHS going on a little TV mounted to the ceiling and yeah as oh, I'm man. playing uh, playing Donkey Kong the, uh, there's a kid like screaming getting their teeth cleaned in the background
4: <laughs> <laughs> that is the most 90s yeah, image Louis. I can think of
2: yeah, just, just <laughs> recreate that soundscape in your head. <laughs> All <y'all>, Bob, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Because of that, I've always kind of had a fascination with arcade games. And when I built my MAME cabinet 15 years ago, that's when I really started going deep and discovering a lot of super obscure games. That's how I played one of the games we're going to talk about for the first time. So I've always kind of had a real interest in... The arcade side of Sonic, just because it's a franchise I love, but a side of it that is super obscure and a lot of people don't really know about, which is part of the reason why I wanted to kind of dig deep on that side of things today for our topic.
1: Yeah, especially if you live in the West like we do. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so many of these things we did not get over here, or at least not in only in limited releases. It's strange, man. You'd think Sonic, uh, during the peak of the '90s when he was getting these things, and when arcades were a big deal. Yeah. We would get so much more of this stuff, but no, it was advertised. I was reading it about in STC. I was like, "Oh, a Sonic arcade game! I can't wait to waste money on that." But no, mm-hmm. didn't give me the chance. They couldn't, they couldn't take my money. So, <laughs> like,
0: like, you would see, you'd see, like, you know, Mighty and Ray pop up in. Did, did they ever shop in STC?
1: Uh, Ray. Uh, no, sorry, Mighty did obviously because of Knuckles' Chaotix. Ray did not. Right, I'd heard about Ray. I never actually did they even show a picture of him I don't remember I just remember hearing about Ray the y- little yellow fella I think they might have called Yeah him. it's been a while <laughs> but yeah we never actually I never I didn't know about him for the longest time I know he appeared in Archie
0: Yeah we definitely got him in Archie relatively
1: early on as I recall
2: Yeah I think he was he was in a couple of those early specials as kind of a uh like a bonus Chaotix member if I recall correctly I think that's right yeah He got brought in for the uh in the the later the later issues a lot too. I remember the briefest hopes um, when the uh, the Sonic Gems collection got announced that we might get multiple arcade games in a home release and yeah. that ended up not materializing like, the, like we thought. And not
0: for lack of trying from the sounds of it. It sounds like they wanted to at least get Sega Sonic in there but they couldn't figure out a way to really replicate the trackball controls which, you know, given our experiences trying to try it for ourselves. I guess that makes
1: sense. Yeah. (laughs) I played it on a keyboard. Oh, pain. got it
2: working technically. Technically Technically got it working.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense to just kind of run through all of the uh, arcade games we can think of chronologically and kind of do a quick deep dive on each of them as, you know, we have stuff to talk about them. So I figure we start off with the origin point of it all, flicky from 1984 which is <laughs> technically the first sonic arcade game question mark it's, it's a weird case retroactively
2: yeah i i remember only playing the uh mega drive version in the first uh mega collection and yeah i kind of like this game it's it's really cute um it's it's an interesting um what do you call it? It's got an interesting game flow.
0: Yeah, the the gameplay loop is interesting. It's definitely, you know, you can see how it directly inspired, you know, Sonic 3D. Like, even beyond just the Flickies as a story element, it's basically directly replicating the gameplay hook of Flicky within the
3: wider, you know, Sonic gameplay style, which is, you know, it's an interesting spin on things. When I played it on um the well, the original Sonic Mega Collection on, like, the GameCube. You know, obviously, I never played it before. And I think I was, like, at just that right age and, like, attention span <laughs> where I did, like, a... For some reason, I just did, like, a deep dive in that game. I played, like, the heck out of it. Wow. Um, not, not like, super often, but, like, there was, like, a couple game sessions where I just, like, sat down and I really played it. I never fully beat it, but I remember, I remember getting, like, pretty decently far into it. And I remember enjoying the, uh, like, the gameplay style of
1: it. I thought of you sitting you know, like all right today's a flicky day let's get started
4: <laughs>
2: yeah i think at the time i didn't realize even though i'm sure like the little blurb told you even in mega collection i didn't realize that it wasn't just like a little sonic spin-off <laughs> i thought oh uh, what a weird thing to make a game just for the little blue bird that you let out of the badniks yeah <laughs> i think i probably thought the same thing with uh uh wrist star <laughs> that oh this must be connected to sonic in some way
1: <laughs> good job on saying it right otherwise one chop will be breathing down our necks i'm gonna say it, Ristar
0: star <laughs> just to make one chop angry
2: <laughs>
1: they'll just get one out there
2: it was probably him that retweeted it that, that that there is an interview with the the japanese developer that specifically says it's supposed to be wrist star <laughs> so i did i looked it up i looked it up
3: <laughs> i can't wait to play Rystar after this here podcast mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> There's not a whole lot to talk about Flicky Because the arcade version is honestly Not that different from the Mega Drive version But what is very different From the Mega Drive version a lot of ways Are the Mega Tech And Mega Play versions of Sonic 1 and 2 uh, I don't know if you guys are Familiar with either of these Systems
2: Uh, I, Not really, I loaded up I think it might no. have been the Mega Play Version of Sonic 1 or 2 And I To me, it looked like, oh, my goodness, this is, you know, you're paying uh, 25 cents for like three or four minutes to play the Mega Drive versions yeah, of that, these games. So, so
0: that was the Mega Tech version.
2: Basically, okay
0: it's it's like if you've ever heard of the Nintendo Play Choice 10, it's basically cartridge games it, configured in such a way, basically, as arcade boards where you can insert multiple into one arcade machine and be able to switch between them like a Neo Geo unit. So you can select your game, but you only have like three minutes or whatever per quarter. And if you want to keep playing beyond that time limit, you have to insert another quarter or token or whatever, which is... Hmm. Oh, that's... That that could get, you know, we worry about microtransactions today, but that's just woof.
2: <laughs> the, <laughs> the the original microtransaction. I think you've you've put here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise, otherwise though, the games are mostly the same as the Mega Drive Genesis versions. Uh, I think they took out the special stages, so you can't get emeralds. But otherwise, you know, everything else works as intended. Even the cheat codes are still in there, apparently.
1: Interesting. I did actually have a quick look at Mega Play uh, Sonic One, and it's missing a few levels. Actually, like the slow levels, basically. Yeah. Like Labyrinth and Marble are gone, which is understand an understandable thing to do for an arcade. Imagine trying to beat that within a time limit. Yeah, level.
0: the Mega Tech ones came out relatively early. Then Mega Play was a successor to Mega Tech, where they uh, reconfigured all the games. Uh, so now you're no longer paying for time, but they've now made the games way harder. So, like, the Mega Play version of Sonic 1, like you said, they took out uh, Labyrinth and Marble Zone, but now they've also uh, added strict time limits to every stage. So, like, you can, you know, you can figure the dip switches to set the difficulty. Uh, Green Hill Zone Act 1, for example, you have to beat it in less than one minute on easy, 50 seconds on normal, 40 seconds on hard or 35 seconds on the hardest difficulty. Oh, boy. And if you don't, you lose a life.
1: Oh, nice. And also,
0: you can't get extra lives. Getting 100 rings does nothing. There's no extra life boxes or anything like that. Yeah, the one-up modders just give you points. Like, I think there's only... I think you can get one continue for like 20,000, and then nothing after that, because they want you to spend quarters.
1: I suppose that's one time we're having points is actually relevant as in an arcade so fair enough but yikes
0: there's also again there's also no special stages in either version either uh sonic 2 as far as yeah sonic 2 has all of the zones because i remember i played that once in the main cabinet and got all the way through it having to you know i'm glad that i can set it to free play because i would not have gotten through it otherwise i was actually surprised to learn this a couple years ago uh The Switch ports of Sonic 1 and 2 actually include the Mega
2: Play versions as an option. Oh! Oh, wow. I did not know that. Those M2 versions? Yeah, the M2 versions.
0: So if you want to try a much harder version
2: of Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, that option is there.
1: I'm glad they give you the option to suffer. That's nearly nice of them.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just want to be given the option, okay? (laughs) goodness. (laughs) Yeah, and Sonic 2 also does not have the time limits,
0: so that's a little bit more forgiving, but only just.
2: I don't know if retrofitting is the right word, but adapting those very purposefully designed home console games into an arcade setting. I know, I know uh several games have done that. The Super Mario, there's a couple of arcade ports of those early games. That's always real fascinating. Get, like versus yeah. Super Mario Brothers on like
1: wasn't that available on one of the uh, virtual consoles, I think?
0: Um I think it's I think it's on Switch actually.
1: Yeah, is oh, that man.
2: one of the uh Hamster that yeah, does those the, releases uh, arcade archives? Yes, yes. It's cool that
0: these like more obscure kind of weird versions are still available in some capacity because I feel like, you know, we've all played Sonic 1 and Sonic 2 to death. So it's cool to have like this alternate take if you want to mix things up a little.
2: Yeah, I'm just glad I do not have to pay actual quarters to yes. play them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that that might be a running theme with a uh, se- several of these games.
0: Those are the only early Sonic games that were, got, you know, kind of that uh, retrofitted treatment. The next Sonic games we're going to talk about, they're not really arcade games. They're more like kiddie rides. I finally remember the days of, like, those little motion simulators of, like, the roller coaster you could sit in that would tilt and
4: oh,
1: show yeah. you a
0: little video of you riding down or whatever. Oh,
1: I loved that stuff as uh, a kid. <laughs>
4: it blew my it little was mind. fascinating. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, the first one of these, which actually came out like right after original Sonic the Hedgehog, same year, is uh, Waku Waku Sonic Patrol car, a.k.a. proof that every anti-authority figure you've ever loved will become the man someday. (laughs)
1: It's true. When I think of Sonic, I think blue lives matter. Oh Oh, boy. (laughs)
2: Mm Boo hiss. (laughs) Well, that leads us into uh, our reoccurring segment this week on radical left highway. Let's look at what the police budgets have been wasted on. We've got Sonic the Hedgehog out here doing free PR when just look at the state of the road systems in cities like station square, central city. I mean, i don't know about you folks but my car cannot make it up those
0: loops (laughs) yeah this was a little motion sensor ride uh it is i checked it is big enough to seat an adult so you know just in case you are curious all right
1: (laughs) all right (laughs) yeah if you're really curious to play like a really 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 short kids game um that has very little happening in it (laughs)
2: literally literally like less than two minutes I know this is not a visual medium, but I do highly encourage people to look up pictures of all of these cabinets and uh, kiosks, because that that is like half the fun, is that they have full uh, little steering wheels and big flashing buttons right next to the little TV with Sonic on it.
0: (laughs) I don't think that the game was ever uh, properly localized, but the cabinet at least was, because I've seen versions of that cabinet with like full English text with for all of the buttons on the uh, console or whatever.
2: From from my research, which again usually consists of reading the uh, Sonic Retro articles, um, is that <laughs> they might have uh, the English uh, Sonic Patrol car might have been for like um, the English uh, speaking uh, Asian countries um because uh, i don't think that there was ever like you said like a proper like they didn't want to bring this one to the west for whatever reason yeah i gotta say i i did play through this one a couple of times it is pretty cute um the first thing you notice is that these are like fully uh fully voiced
4: Sonic
2: Um, I think it is officially the first time that you hear uh, Sonic and Eggman talk. That is
1: correct. Which is weird. It is weird in a classic game. Yeah, and
2: (laughs) these same actors carry forward into the other uh, arcade games that have dialogue,
1: which is kind of fun too. The Sonic Arcade universe, if you will.
2: Yeah. Yes, um I thought it was funny that uh Takashi Kasao uh who plays Sonic is Trunks from Dragon Ball <laughs> like <laughs> f- from the beginning up until now. <laughs> and Dr. Eggman is uh Masaharo Sato and is the current voice of Master Roshi. And just to spoil it, uh the person that plays Mighty uh, the Armadillo is also in Dragon Ball. <laughs>
0: It's almost as if Dragon Ball was a really popular property with a lot of characters airing it around the same time, and everybody wanted a piece of that action.
2: Hey, go for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so strange and odd for, to have a, a Dragon Ball connection. Yeah, I
3: like know, here. right?
1: Practically unheard of. So rare.
3: <laughs> you know what? We might be reaching. Completely original concept. <laughs> Donut steel. <laughs>
1: But speaking of donuts, uh, this cop game, right?
2: uh, It's pretty wild. Look, putting aside the weird culture clash, especially the peak 90s of Sonic's, you know, totally tubular uh anti-authoritarian streak um it is pretty cute uh it it is i couldn't find a proper translated version um but it seems like the whole thing is sonic is going on a routine patrol just to make sure that everybody is crossing the street okay uh because halfway through the the two minute game you stop at a uh, stoplight and a bunch of the uh little mobinis cross and sonic's like oh hey
4: (laughs) Pinky, punky,
2: pinky. It's it's very cute. And then, yeah, the last uh, half of the game is Eggman shows up and literally, like, sideswipes a car and starts throwing bombs at you. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is not good road safety. You spin jump, which, I mean, look, I, I know Sonic's got his... his uh, police siren on but spin jumps out of the car leaving it to driving itself and then uh destroys eggman's little car and then you pull back into the police station and get assigned uh a star ranking for helping out sonic by pressing buttons
0: i think i got three stars literally every time i played i did i did look it up same you have to really like be constantly accelerating but also using you know your turn signals when you've got to move the car or whatever um.
1: It's the taxi driver's thing from Yakuza, is what. (laughs) Yeah, I I, think I
0: think the the ranking is actually based on how much distance you cover because Ah. there is like I looked up what a one star ranking looks like, and you had to be constantly crashing, like literally just driving into the (laughs) wall repeatedly to slow Sonic down to get a one star ranking. Like, I don't think the person ever stopped just driving the car to the side of the road. And that was what it took to get a one-star ranking.
2: And even then, Sonic gets placed on administrative leave. Uh, no consequences, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. actually. <laughs> Ooh,
4: spicy. Oh, we knew it was going to We knew we were going to do this this episode. It,
0: um, yeah, it, it would be cool to like. It would be cool to try see what this game was like, you know, in its original habitat or whatever. Yeah. Getting to actually try it in the cabinet because, like, it's cool getting to experience it through emulation or whatever, but there's something i feel like there is something lost when it's not like tilting with your movements or whatever
2: and when you're not spin jumping out i i don't know if there are any uh videos of the the someone like in the cabinet uh thankfully there there are for uh the next game um but that does seem like that adds a lot to the experience um Cause yeah, it looks it looks pretty fun. It's it's a it's a cute little ride.
1: And we dog on it, but this is you know this is literally for children. Little this is literally for little babies. So here we are as fully grown adults, <laughs> like slicing. <Chris, laughs> <see. laughs>
0: Replace all drivers' tests with just trying to get five stars and walk
1: Waku Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get a one-star rating, you simply have to attempt to actually drive badly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so next on the docket is the other motion simulator ride. Sega Sonic Cosmo Fighter released in April of nineteen
4: ninety three Cosmo Fighter.
2: now this this is cool <laughs> yeah
3: yes I, this is the one that I want to play the most because it just looks so fun.
2: <laughs> I think I did go through this one like three or four times just because it is like a little. Like the first one, uh, it is a very short uh, little ride, but it's basically a tiny little bullet hell shooter, except it's Sonic in a neat rocket ship.
1: I, I find this a bit more acceptable than uh, Sonic as a Policeman somehow. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a he's a he's a free agent he's he's got this spaceship from somewhere i guess this was pre-tails building rocket ships um and yeah (laughs) he's just going for a casual trip to the nearest space station and eggman shows up and tries to ruin it
4: oh oh oh
2: And so you got to blast them with your, your high powered lasers and rocket fists. You can change weapons. (laughs) That's pretty, that's one thing you
1: can't do as a, as a cop. You can't switch (laughs) around.
0: Like you've got a spread shot, you've got missiles, you've got your rocket fists. It's, there's a surprising variety. I feel like you could actually make a relatively interesting, you know, vertical shooter. If you kind of took these mechanics and, expanded on them a little
2: this felt like a um almost like a great uh mid-zone transition kind of like a sky base zone yeah oh yeah like you could do something like this to get to like that final eggman space station (laughs) like if
0: they ever if they ever do a sonic mania 2 god willing this would be a great you know like Puyo Puyo's boss battle where it's just Sonic doing the vertical shooter thing for one Eggman fight.
3: Oh yeah, that'd be great. Oh man, if they make a Sonic Mania 2, it'd be so fun if they just incorporated a bunch of these
1: different arcade things in there. <laughs> if they if they were allowed, if they were allowed, they absolutely would.
0: I mean, there are some references to uh, some of those games in Sonic Mania, so you know.
2: Just to plug another cool Sonic thing, that 30th anniversary IDW collection is chock full of incredibly weird and obscure references that they got away with most of (laughs) most
1: yeah there were a few they weren't allowed to put in there but for the most part yeah boy
2: again this was
0: another one that had uh you know the same japanese voice actors i say japanese
2: because
4: sega sonic cosmo fighter
2: this one actually made it over to, well, an English-speaking country. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was just Australia Yeah, got my, this under- one. my
0: understanding is that, you know, this was, there was an English version produced specifically for use in uh, Sega World Sydney, mm. at least as
2: far as we can tell. Yes, and there there is a video of someone playing the cabinet in English, and who oh boy. Um, <laughs> I think when I first heard it, I immediately thought it sounded like the, uh, big green dub to bring it all back to dragon ball z yeah uh because sonic himself um basically sounds like a like a 40 year old radio announcer who just got six lines of dialogue on a page and (laughs) they said go for it
4: my name is sonic dr robotnik is trying to capture our friends at the space station let's take off through space to rescue them
1: by the power
4: of Gray Skull, <laughs> <laughs> so delirious.
2: Very, very, uh, silly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I, I've seen most people say that it, the dub Sonic and Eggman's voices should be switched, and I can't disagree.
2: Yeah, Eggman sounds like the squeaky voice teenager from The Simpsons. <laughs> you blast him and he's like, oh, I can't believe you did that! <laughs>
3: You'll never stop me, Sonic. Yes, I will.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
4: take my brain now.
0: <laughs> Eggman sounds like a Homestar Runner character. Oh <laughs> boy! <laughs> Once I collect the final secret, the sweepstakes
2: will be mine.
1: I'm a space-fighting tin man.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh goodness. Uh so funny funny dubs aside i really liked uh this one a lot it, it's another one that uh it has a really cool uh results screen and like you make it you yeah. literally do make it to like uh, a space station and again there's all the little mobinis waving hi to sonic as he thanks you for helping him stop Eggman and his giant space gorilla robot
1: one, one uh, recurring thing I've noticed about this, and this is more related to the Japanese, is every time, uh, at least in a few of these games, whenever you win, Sonic at the very end says thank you in English. Thank you! And I feel like that's also like a first example of yeah. Sonic speaking English yeah. to us, despite yeah, the Japanese I, I actor. Noticed that. Like,
0: it's wild to think that something that has been lo- long associated with Japanese Sonic is it goes back even further than I think we initially
3: realised. He's just that cool, man.
1: He's just canonically American. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a cop. Okay.
3: <laughs> and a space fighter. And also a popcorn machine. <laughs> oh, a yeah, that's
0: That's the next one on the list is uh, Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop, released in around the same time, actually, April of 93. This is exactly what it sounds like. It's a popcorn machine with a little mini game built into it.
2: Which, again, sorry non-visual medium, you've got to look up what this thing looks like because Please it is absolutely surreal. delightful. I mean, just r- really just lifted my spirit seeing this adorable thing. <laughs> yes.
3: Like, if you just imagine... What a Sonic the Hedgehog popcorn shop cabinet could look like! It like if you see the real picture afterward, it might look similar to what you're thinking. It is wonderful (laughs) (laughs) to look at. Um, But there is a game in there.
2: There is a tiny little video game built. It's a a game in quotes. (laughs) It's
1: inconsequential (laughs) to the actual experience, even though it just lets the kids think oh no you might not get your popcorn if you don't help sonic here yes Uh, that's essentially what it is
2: because uh but you still do dr robotnik leaps upon uh the conveyor belt that is carrying your popcorn kernels and with the most powerful legs i have ever seen (laughs) on a Robotnik, (laughs) the like rippling muscles in his little gams as he's trying to (laughs) smash sonic over the head with a cartoon mallet
3: oh man (laughs) that's something i kind of wanted to mention in the last game but i'm actually glad i'm waiting here like these arcade games like have some just really fun animation overall yeah. and and like gosh dang does dr robonic uh, eggman must have taken some like legit like dance school ballerina classes because he got them <laughs> legs for days in this game <laughs> he, <laughs> he really pointing does those toes
1: <laughs> we forget how athletic we Robotnik actually is because um, he can outrun Sonic in Sonic 2 and Sonic 1 so. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. he does have the spindly legs that somehow manage to support the rest supports of him supports the
0: rest of him and this giant hammer he's carrying over his shoulder trying to hit
2: Sonic <laughs> while running on a conveyor belt spending lots of time on uh, Eggman's legs because that's about all there is to this game it has a <laughs> yeah. if I recall correctly the there are buttons to choose what kind of popcorn you would like and then there is a uh, what would you call that it's a crank. Yeah, wheel crank. That helps uh, helps Sonic outrun Robotnik, I guess. <laughs> and that's about it. Once he outruns it, he drops your popcorn into the popper.
0: Then he turns it to make Tails finish cooling your popcorn. <laughs>
2: oh, yes.
1: Using his little Tails is a little fun. It's, yep. it's, char-
2: it's charming. He heats up the, the little imaginary oven. The, game, the word gameplay is purely in quotes
0: because you're still going to get your popcorn whether you turn the crank or not.
1: I do like the fact that um, Sonic is the only one who talks in this. I think there's not even a, an Eggman. There, there's though. a couple. There's a couple Eggman samples. Oh are there? Yeah. Okay, but Tails does not speak. No. Um, so Sonic's like, "Thank you, mute Tails. I'll take my popcorn."
2: Pixel brain knows his place in this game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's spreading. Um, <laughs> I just wish I could try it. You know. It's... If I, if I had that as a kid
2: there there are videos of uh, a working one and it just looks oh it looks like the best popcorn that could ever exist <laughs>
1: <laughs> just and because of its association with sonic but yes yes
2: when you realize you'll never taste the sonic popcorn machine popcorn
0: i would be genuinely fascinated to see what that tastes like and apparently something i didn't learn until the encyclopedia. There was apparently going to be a cotton candy follow-up to this machine that never got made. Oh, that's awesome. The next game on the list is one of the two big
3: ones. Yes. Sega
0: Sonic the Hedgehog. October of 1993 in Japan. And apparently a very, very, very limited in the US and UK Maybe
1: we might have had some over here. I, if if we did, it would have been at Sega World, like in London. Yeah. And I wasn't going to London as a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I I did some research. I'm like, why is it called Sega Sonic? Turns out the answer is because of uh, I believe Taito. I think that's the kind, I think that's who owns the P for Sonic Blast Man had the rights at the time to the Sonic name for arcade machines, so they had to call oh it Sega goodness. Sonic. Huh to get around that
2: interesting i remember that being a weird point of contention on like the sonic forums i used to frequent and like i remember some people specifically used sega sonic to only refer (sighs) to like specific game canon and this you know this was peak like archie sonic uh, sonic x american sonic cartoons like discourse yeah now, in retrospect, that is very funny. That that is the arbitrary yeah. reason why it's a Sega Sonic product.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love when elitist people turn out to be wrong. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a joy in life.
0: This was the game that introduced us to long-standing characters, Ray the flying squirrel and Mighty the armadillo. You know, just upper echelon of the Sonic canon. Clearly, you can't you can't swing a Bat without hitting the game with Ray and Mighty, and it's just
3: absolutely relevant. No, it's funny because
1: they are now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's still really,
0: it's still really <laughs> surreal. Going, you know, walking through the toy aisle and seeing Ray and Mighty merchandise that you can buy. What weird timeline are we living in?
2: But we would have thought the uh, missing posters in Sonic Generations would be the last we'd hear of these little buggers.
1: Yep. Yeah, <laughs> but
2: no. This is an interesting one for me because
0: this is the only game we've talked about so far that I have played an actual arcade unit of.
2: Oh, cool. See, I'm, I'm interested in this because I think I played this one in preparation for this episode the most. And like I we mentioned earlier, had to get a weird uh, weird setup working where I played it on a gamepad with an analog stick and just barely. Yeah, MAME <laughs> required some finagling. But uh,
0: the reason because of that is because you don't control this with a joystick the way you would a normal arcade game. This is controlled entirely with a trackball. So it's an isometric 3D game, and the trackball motions the character like, in the direction you want them to move. And for, for the first time, I got to actually try one of these when I uh, went to visit Chicago. There is an arcade called Galloping Ghost. It is probably the greatest arcade in america maybe the world they have i think at last count close to 900 different arcade games wow including wow. some that have never actually been released and way over in the corner next to other really weird games like Holosseum and the japanese left for dead arcade game was just <laughs> sega sonic the hedgehog right there trackball ready to go and everything let me tell you, even as somebody who has played this game through emulation before, it's a completely different experience actually playing it on the trackball as
1: intended. Like, holy crap. Well, I can imagine and only imagine, yeah, apparently.
2: Uh... <laughs> yeah, I've seen I in, in looking up how to tweak my uh, gamepad to work, I came across several topics of people trying to get this to work with modern trackball equivalents, and it still seems really fidgety. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which unfortunately is probably the biggest reason why we haven't seen this game come back in any capacity.
1: I mean, did you play any other trackball games? Like, did you, did you ever see any other trackball games ever?
2: The original Centipede was a trackball oh. machine that I I've played before. Missile Command, Marble
3: Madness. The the only trackball games I've ever seen that I like still actually tend to see in like some places that have some sort of arcade cabinet is either like a bowling yeah. or a golf game
2: yeah both
0: of those for sure
1: so ones where it would actually be useful yeah. to use <laughs> yeah. something like that i
2: i kind of understand with the the way the i mean how sonic's legs peel out in the the original games i guess they're kind of going for building up the momentum there um but yeah it is a weird just a weird contrivance in in this game
1: I suppose it is a bit isometric, so, like, there's some strange movement here that's that preceded Sonic 3D as you're moving around.
0: And let me tell you, having to repeatedly swing that trackball, your arm gets tired out really fast by the last level.
2: <laughs> I would say if I was paying actual quarters for it, maybe my opinion would be different. This is a fun little game. It's a nice little package. Um, the scenario basically is that... Uh, Eggman kidnaps either, uh, I guess all three since they all yeah. could show up in the credits, but kidnaps Sonic mighty and Ray and like dumps them on his death game Island. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like straight up, uh, Eggman is trying to kill our heroes. Like, you know, he
1: yeah, He says it <laughs> in so the, uh, uh,
2: in the, the little translated bubbles, um, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to get you. I'll smash you. But it's like, no, he wants them to die. <laughs> yeah,
0: and I think that goes a long way to making the game really have that extra level of intensity feel like there's real stakes because you are constantly running from, everything fire falling ice icicles a big giant uh mechs, explosions buzz saws like f- floors falling behind you there's there is not a moment where something is not actively trying to chase you down from behind
1: basically the characters are constantly screaming from like as <laughs> threats are like hitting them so they're constantly who <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is another one that's fully voiced.
1: That's true. There's lots of talking, lots of noises from these guys. <laughs> including Robotnik, uh talking over the like a uh, loudspeaker or something. Oh yeah. Yeah,
2: he sounds very scary in this one. Yeah. It is yes, it's funny to go from the where he's, you know, very good. it's the same actor, he's very goofy in the the ride games we've seen him in, and he's straight up like a little scary in this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's funny going from it's funny going from, Oh, I'm gonna get your popcorn, I'm gonna fruit in your popcorn <laughs> <laughs> and so suddenly, you will be killed on this day. I, I, think,
4: part
0: of, I think part of the uh, factor for that is that they added an echo filter to basically all of his lines in this game. So yeah, that
1: goes true. a long That's
0: way to true. kind of make, add that intimidation factor.
2: You really need to imagine it booming at like unhealthy decibel levels out of an arcade machine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: This is a very, cha- a very chaotic, very arcadey game, like constant, like uh, it's, it's, it keeps you moving, keeps you going. There's always stuff happening. It's like these, the, the English Sonic X soundtrack of video games.
2: <laughs> oh boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, the actual soundtrack is pretty good. I know that they uh, remix a couple of, I think at least one or two of the songs for uh, the Sonic Mania Adventure shorts. When Mighty and Ray shut up.
1: Yeah, and in uh, the in Plus Sonic yeah, Mania Plus, yeah. is a few like there's the Trap Tower mm. track uh, remix used for the new special stage. Uh, it's a good soundtrack actually.
2: Yeah, it really it really stands out. Uh, from some of the other, a lot of them just reused like little fanfare from the the Mega Drive titles, but yeah, this one like I was one of the ones I found myself like humming afterwards. It has a lot of unique a uh, unique flair to it.
3: I will say, I think out of like all the arcade games that like we have talked about and we'll talk about in the list that we have. I feel like this one is like most set up for, for like a group of fans to really get together and like remake it and recreate it. And I imagine that they could um, like, as far as like the control issue, I imagine that they could make it work with like two controller options that the player could use either just straight up using the analog stick to move whatever way they need. Or if, if, they're a masochist, they can, like, keep flicking the analog stick over and over to,
4: like, build up that (laughs) momentum.
2: (laughs) You know, a holding a button to accelerate like Sonic Lost World might actually be an acceptable uh, alternate control scheme if they wanted to port this somewhere. That's
0: honestly not a bad idea because I feel like you do still need to be able to have that uh, kind of slower movement for when you have to make tighter turns or try to, like, collect rings nearby without overshooting or something like
3: that yeah from the video that i saw it seemed like the desert level is like a particularly tricky one because there's huge gaps that you gotta watch watch out for
2: there's definitely some uh ooh, what's the the nicest way i can say um some tightly designed obstacles (laughs) uh
3: some financially savvy obstacles
2: yeah Uh, Yeah, especially the uh, finale, which is you've made it all the way to the top of Eggman's death tower, and then you have 20 seconds to speed down, uh, or it explodes, killing your hero, and uh, you lose no matter how many credits
1: you have left. Yeah. Yeah, if you fall off, you also lose. Uh, That's what happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: Like, when I played the actual arcade cabinet, I definitely lost one of the two times I played
2: Just to that nice little countdown timer at the end. (laughs)
0: Like, I think the second time, I think the second time I got it, like, at the very, very, very last second. They do not give you a
2: whole lot of wiggle room there. So, you did mention that this did get very limited releases in other territories, but they, uh, there was some, like, cut localized content for this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it's not just some
0: cut localized content. There were, not only is there, you know, all of the uh, speech bubbles fully translated in the code of the game, but in a wild twist, they re Eggman to look like Sat.A.M. Robotnik. And almost all of the sprites are there. Like, I think the only one missing is like the Eggman sprite sitting on top of the mech in the opening cutscene. Everything else has an alternate version.
2: It's pretty interesting because you don't see that version of Robotnik like in almost any other media no. except the Archie comics and SatAM. Like even uh, Sonic Spinball, I don't think is that uh, Robotnik. No, it's not.
1: No, it's more like traditional Robotnik, just slightly different, slightly redesigned. Adventure we do see adventures, but not the SatAM Robotnik very much. Which is funny because I feel like this game suits. Yeah. It. Um, it's the, the, the try to murder Sonic thing Feels a lot more in character For that version And I'm so sad that we never got to hear Jim Cummings's voice oh, over those that would have
4: been <laughs> so so cool.
0: Although it is cool That uh, people have managed to Find a way to hack those sprites And the translations back into the game So there is a way to nice. play with them If you so choose And you're willing to do a little legwork
3: Oh man, now we just need to get like isolated clips From Sad AM <laughs> and like drop them in for uh, like all of, uh, Robotnik's voice clips. I'm just imagining one point where he pops up on screen. And says, "It warms the cockles of my heart." Yeah, that's just... exactly <laughs> the line chopped into yeah. my head. Just bit <laughs> crushed them to hell.
0: You know, we've got the English dialogue bubbles, but they actually have alternate English versions for uh, Eggman and Robotnik. So I guess the idea was that Robotnik would be in you know america and the uk but for other english-speaking regions they'd probably keep the eggman name which is wild to think about that even at that stage they were you know there was versions of the game where they were considering keeping eggman even in english
2: it was on the table (laughs) yeah this one was definitely my favorite to actually play out of out of these um just because i'd never never seen it outside of screenshots before um and it was a a fun little title.
0: Yeah, th- this was definitely one of the ones where in my earliest days of Sonic fandom, there was like this whole mystique around Sega Sonic just because like we never got it here and there wasn't an easy way to emulate it at that time. So, it's cool that we now live in an era where it's not only sort mostly accessible for people to find, but also that stuff from it is getting integrated into newer, more modern Sonic media. And speaking of which, the next game. The next game is very similar case of something that really wasn't a thing in the West nearly as much, but was still just kind of spoken of in hushed tones for years until really <laughs> getting blown out in the mid-2000s. And that is Sonic the Fighters, or Sonic Championship as we no longer call it.
2: I know I think I remember learning about this and the uh, the alternate title and Sonic the Fighters is just such a cooler title <laughs> yeah it's less grammatically correct but who cares yeah.
0: like this was definitely a case where like I remember when this got added to Gems Collection it was seen as a big deal for a lot of Sonic fans because this was another game where you heard about it constantly
2: but nobody ever seemed to
0: have actually played it
2: I hate to say that it falls under most other fighting games as a thing that I like in concept very much, but am incredibly bad at actually playing. <laughs> I, booted, I booted up the uh, the most recent release, which is on the my PS3, uh, which adds the uh, cut content, um, and could not make it past Metal Sonic. <laughs>
4: Oh, that, that yeah, that, that
1: is pre-brew all that part of the game. As soon as he picks you up, it's over.
2: <laughs> Even putting your know,
0: skill level fighting games aside, it's still a quarter muncher, So those boss characters are <laughs>
2: broken. Yes, <laughs> very much so.
1: It's a really, it's a really fun game. Um, I kind of like having a Sonic game, another Sonic game where the you know the rings come out of them. It doesn't serve any yeah. purpose. But having a game where you smash into people and rings come out is really satisfying. <laughs> it's like the blood from Mortal Kombat, but rings. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> but yeah, yeah.
2: there's lots of there's lots of really charming, like uh, squash and stretch, cartoony physics to these really yeah. blocky, uh, Virtua fighter esque uh, looking yeah. models.
3: That's a really good way to describe it. Yeah, though.
2: it's it's got a really cool art style. And we also have Knack the Weasel
0: it does have you know or fang the sniper as i guess he was called
2: that yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah what is he officially uh half jerboa half uh, wolf yeah wolf jerboa
1: something like that yeah that, that's recent we only heard about that yeah
2: um, yeah or, or like officially canonized it i believe yeah.
1: <laughs> but that means that we've got quite the cast here actually like including fang or mac or whatever you want to call him uh, there's, cause obviously you've got your Sonic, Sonic Tails, Knuckles, Amy. uh, Amy, or Rosie, Rosie the Rascal, Rascal, if you go by her subtitle, <laughs> which I think is a great little sort of nickname for her. Uh, there's, uh, we've got Fang, we've also got,
4: who SBO. else is there?
1: There's also Espio randomly, uh, but I appreciate having Espio in something.
2: Bean the Dynamite.
1: Oh, the two oh, this yeah, is the new the two, oh, char- there's the new characters, isn't there? That would be Bean the Dynamite and, uh, Bark the Polar Bear. Now you would you would be forgiven for not understanding what Bean the Dynamite is just from hearing his name. You <laughs> would also be
0: forgiven for assuming he's a duck, which is wrong.
1: Oh yeah, true. Where doesn't he have like a basis in a game like Dynamite? Yeah, ducks like or I
0: believe he was derived from Dynamite Ducks, but uh he is officially canonically a woodpecker.
1: Okay. That checks out. I can this,
0: kind of see it. Yeah, and he he has the peck attack in uh Fighters, so you
1: know yeah
2: he's got uh like 90s woody woodpecker cartoons energy <laughs> yeah
1: for sure <laughs> which i think
2: in, you know if his his recent like comic appearances is anything to go by is definitely an inspiration i think 100 percent.
1: oh ian flynn helped introduce that to the uh to his character woody woodpecker but
2: uh murderous <laughs> yeah if woody woodpecker was, was into explosions. arson yeah <laughs>
1: What's fun for me, by the way, is um, like th- obviously this is something we've only got in recent years. Well, I say recent years. Whenever I say that, I'm suddenly reminded. Oh no, they aren't recent years because now we're in the 2020s, <laughs> um, and then I get really sad and uh, have to. sit yeah, That's down why for we're a doing while. this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. As you <laughs> referenced at the beginning. Um, but um, gained getting- if I got to play this like a long time ago, it'd be my first case of seeing Amy using her her hammer yeah because which we don't really see very often from um from classic amy even though i guess i feel like the first time i ever saw that was in sonic adventure and i guess that's something that was established early on here
2: yeah i don't think i realized that either that the uh the the hammer is um uh, might be from this title
0: i certainly can't think of any other amy appearances that use the hammer so i'm will i'm willing to accept that as my personal canon if nothing else
1: I should have done some research before this, before saying these things. Oh well, <laughs> it's, it's probably right. I'm willing to assume we're right. It's weird for me because I like to imagine her with a crossbow, but anyway, of course, um. mm-hmm.
2: can't imagine why. <laughs> we almost skipped over poor Bark the polar bear, the original strong, silent type. Yep. Yeah, he he has a very neat design. Um, I think yeah, his personality is just the big tough guy, <laughs> but I love his. He's a very unique. Uh, character in the sonic character mold like i couldn't couldn't tell you originally if his name wasn't bark the polar bear that i would guess he was a polar bear but i i really like his design and all his little arctic accessories yeah I
0: feel like, you know, the first two fights against Knuckles and Amy are relatively simple. Bark is the moment when the game starts to be like, okay, kid gloves are coming off. We're a real arcade game now. We're going (laughs) to have him grab you and take out half your health with a single throw.
1: Oh, you're not kidding you kids like zangief
0: <laughs> he's a grappler that hits like a truck just like every fighting game needs to have yeah. so the
2: the scenario for this game which does have a story to it is that eggman has built the death egg 2 naturally even though i think even by the time this came out we were already on the third or fourth
3: death egg something like that <laughs> yeah, electric Deathaloo.
2: and so all of uh sonic and company instead of combining their forces to surely defeat Eggman, uh, hold a fighting tournament to see who gets to ride <laughs> Tails's rocket ship to the Death Egg, which is powered by the eight Chaos yeah. Emeralds. <laughs> so They needed one for every character. So. <laughs> Whoops. What's the over-under on which character has the fake Emerald here? It's right. It's Fang. It's Fang. I, I would say so, too. Fang is the one that brought a fake emerald, and, and no one cared enough to call
3: him on it. Yep. It's it's there, but yeah, a very fighting game type story. Yeah. And and as we mentioned before, like the, the good thing is that it's not exclusive to a cabinet. You can get the Sonic Gems collection. You can play it that way.
0: You can get it that way, or you can get the 360 or PS3 version, the 360 version of which is still for sale and is still playable on uh, Xbox Series X.
2: Oh, cool. And if I recall correctly, you can also pick up recent Sega title, Lost Judgment, and head to the uh, local arcade. That is correct. Yep. Oh, <laughs> which <yeah>. I think <laughs> is the the uh, Xbox PS3 version.
0: Yeah, it's based on that version, so you can play as the boss characters, Metal Sonic and Eggman, but you can also play as da, da, da. arguably the weirdest character in the lineup, Honey the Cat, which is... It's, it's still kind of a surreal one. Like, you know, so... <laughs> For context, this game existed because they were making Fighting Vipers because Sega was making a bunch of different fighting 3D fighting games at the time. Virtual Fighter was kind of huge. And somebody in their spare time decided to be like, I'm going to make Sonic and Tails models, stick them in this in-development version of Fighting Vipers and just kind of show them off as, like as a basic thing. And Yu Suzuki, the head of AM2, the development team, was like, you know, there is actually something here. I'm going to actually pitch this. And surprisingly, got the okay for it. Kids like fighting games. Kids like Sonic. And so as a result of that, we got Honey, who is literally a Sonicy anthropomorphized version of Honey from Fighting Vipers, or Candy, as she was called in English. Mm-hmm. Her <laughs> fursona.
2: Literally, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Although, if I remember correctly, she's not complete in the original cabinet. That's correct. But they restored her for the home release, uh, the modern home release. That is absolutely correct.
0: Like, if you try to play as her in the cabinet, you know, every character has, you know, eye movements and other stuff to really dig that cartoony feel. but. Her, one of her eyes is always facing the camera for some reason. Oh, no. <laughs> because that hasn't <laughs> been coded properly. She's watching. And it. also, like, her pigtails are not fully rendered or fixed in uh, that version. So she just has inexplicably short hair, which, you know, more power to the people who are into that. I know there are some of you out there. <laughs> oh, I need
1: to check final after this. No, actually, no, that's not a good idea. Um,
0: <laughs> it's cool that, like, not only did they add her back, but... When that version came out to add her in, it kind of like legitimized her in terms of Sonic canon. So we started actually seeing her show up in other media. So you know, most prominently in the Champions arc for uh, Archie Sonic, which is still one of my favorite post-reboot arcs.
1: Absolutely, one of the joyful storyline in, in a great part of the comics history. And I'm oh, I'm sad thinking about killing in now. <laughs>
2: I still have the alternate cover for one of those issues that's just Marvel vs. Capcom up on my wall.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love that cover so much. Yep, that is a fun little story.
1: Yeah, they sort of embraced her being a, a fashion designer, like her Fighting Vipers counterpart, which I like. They
2: even
0: like really leaned into it because there is a... Sonic version of another Fighting Vipers character, Jane, in that arc, oh. who is one of the opponents that, uh, I think, Knuckles fights?
1: Oh, yeah, there's lots of little nods like that. Yeah. Sonic fights to Sanjiro, and that's I love right. that.
0: <laughs> it's such a charming little game, and I'm honestly surprised we never got a Saturn port.
1: You'd think, from the, the lack of, uh, of Sonic on the Saturn. That's, that would have been a gimme, but no. I,
0: I guess we sort of did, but kind of through the side door, because we got uh bark and bean and fighters mega mix on saturn oh true so i guess that's the closest we ever came to it yeah i'm glad that again this weird little fighting game that is still available in a way that people can get their hands on and still give
1: it a shot
4: yeah
1: absolutely and i do love the fact that um knack slash fang and bark and bean have become like a de facto team team hooligans <laughs> uh as, as, as thanks to the archie comics yeah. and now the now in the idw comic as well in at least in the uh in the
0: classic stories classic
1: yeah. universe of that. oh i love that if
3: it ain't broke don't fix it exactly
0: yeah after this point though there really wouldn't be a whole lot of arcade games as we kind of think of arcade games you got a lot of you know redemption games uh sonic branded uh some of those sports games, but not a whole lot of actual proper arcade games. When you think of arcade games, you think of joysticks and buttons and everything. You don't really think of shoot the coin into the hole or stop the things from spinning.
1: No, it's, uh, it's they're a bit strange. I took I took a look at some of those. Uh, yeah, uh, not exactly what I would imagine for my Sonic games, but I guess it was giving us some arcade Sonic content, because so, we didn't get a lot over here.
0: I think that was just... A result of both Sonic being in a very different position as a franchise. And also, we're getting to the end of the 90s. Arcades are still around, but they are not nearly as big as they used to be. Priorities are getting shifted all over the place. So I guess Sonic just kind of got left in the dust in that regard. And I did look at some of the, uh, like, Redemption games they put out around that time and in the years since. Like, there's a couple that immediately come to mind. There's uh, Sonic Spinner, which is one of those, like wheel spinning games that whatever it lands on you get that many tickets or whatever. I think it was the first quote unquote arcade game that actually used the adventure modern designs and it had uh Twinkle Park music playing in the background and I think there might even been like it, it's weird to think that this was the first time we saw modern Sonic in an arcade game was this weird little spinning thing. <laughs>
2: They are they're they're really cute. I remember seeing some of the uh, the I think they're called redemption machines uh, yeah. that spits out little tickets when uh, you use tokens at when my mall had its second or third go at having an arcade um, that had some very nice uh, modern Sonic art. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're just like existing kinds of games with some Sonic stickers on them.
0: Yeah, and you, you still see them a little bit today like, you know, we see the Sonic branded, you know, shoot the basketball game or like air hockey or whatever. So, they're still around in some arcades here and there.
1: Yeah, we've got we've got some Sonic basketball machines down at our local arcade. Oh, I want to play that. Never played them, <laughs> but they're there. So, you about know, it.
0: Yeah, I I think I played the Sonic air hockey once when I went to the GameWorks in Seattle. Oh,
1: how does it play? Like air hockey.
2: <laughs> cool. <laughs> was it the um what it, what uh what is Sega Amusements officially call it? Like the quad air hockey that has like four little goals on no, it? it
0: was it was only the two goal one. Although I have played one of those uh quad goal ones. It's it's something. Like if you can get a group together, that's an absolutely wild time.
2: Great way to get your knuckles nice and bloody.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we wouldn't get a uh, traditional Sonic arcade game again until 2011, 15 years after Sonic the Fighters, and it was an arcade conversion of the original Sonic and Sega All-Stars racing. It kind of makes sense. You know, Sumo was known for its arcade racers. I believe that uh, when they did OutRun 2, that got poured to arcades as well. So it's like, well, we might as well, you know, do that there was just enough life left in arcades for that to be like okay we can let's give this a shot
2: i remember hearing about this cabinet uh probably around the time that the second mario kart cabinet had come out yeah um which is the only uh one similar that i've played uh what was it mario uh, GP two yeah arcade GP two uh, which is a fun fun little game um but I I think this one plays similar in fact that there is a instead of like gas and brake it's gas and a drift pedal yeah uh, with the um I think their item buttons and the steering wheel um it looks pretty fun yeah
0: it, like it's definitely a cut down version compared to the console it has half the characters and half the tracks it's a curiosity that it's there. It all
2: yeah i think i think we're all uh saying we wish it would have been transformed <laughs> yeah,
0: trans- yeah transform yeah. never got that treatment unfortunately which is a darn shame
2: yeah
1: it would have been too much of a pain to actually transform the machine that you're sitting on,
3: <laughs> <laughs> without crushing your body inside of it.
1: <laughs>
2: we had this
3: prototype, and I put my kid in there, but you know, my kid, his legs got disintegrated. So uh, <laughs> it's like, okay,
0: we're willing to, you know, do these 360 ring edge uh, cabinets that flips you upside down, but that's a step too far. <laughs> <laughs> Transformers crushing both your knees. <laughs>
4: oh,
0: that was the first one in years and years. And then I don't think we would get another quote unquote traditional one until four years later when they put out Sonic Dash Extreme, which is literally (laughs) the phone game, but with a big D-pad that you play with. I'm going to send you guys a picture of what the cabinet
2: looks like because it's weird yeah it's this (laughs) kind of this new i mean it's a giant phone game i know i know that's like the big thing in uh dave and buster's what is it uh, like cut the rope for ninja yeah temple run but yeah that it's basically a giant phone game and yeah that d-pad looks crazy
0: (laughs) It's like it, it plays exactly like the phone game you know move back and forth jump duck and then the button in the middle to dash i assume i don't know it's weird especially considering that That game, that the mobile game is still getting updated with new stuff, new environments, characters, whatever. I literally just unlocked Linebacker Omega this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, you know, the arcade version is just a really sort of cut down version. I think it has, again, it's like only a handful of characters, a few of the environments. It's like a lot of the newer stuff just never ended up making it to that version. So if you were looking to play as Hello Kitty or Pac-Man or one of the Angry Birds in the arcade, <laughs> uh, sorry, you're out of luck. Uh,
2: yeah, it is a shame because that, that style of uh mobile Sonic game is a pretty fun little time-waster. Yeah.
1: Should have put a trackball on there; that would have worked out. That now time. that oh, might
2: actually yeah, make yeah. sense. Yeah. Side to side, down to spin, up to jump. <laughs>
1: I like when one of my obvious jokes actually uh, turns out to be a good. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, oh
0: no! Now I'm thinking about this. <laughs>
2: uh, it's a curse. Yeah, it's it seems like the the next uh, couple of arcade games would kind of follow the same formula of the the giant phone.
1: A,
0: a little bit, but uh, the the next two are actually games that I was really surprised to actually see in person because I had no idea they existed, Uh, the Mario and Sonic at the 2016 and 2020 Olympic Games.
2: Yep. These are really surprising because I knew that there was um, like the weird, uh, what is it, Joyopolis, uh, like athletics. athletics. Yeah, Yeah, that seemed to be kind of based on the Olympic Games, but this is straight up like Nintendo co-produced Mario and Sonic arcade versions.
0: Yeah, and it's... It plays really weird, too. So it's actually like literally the same cabinet in both cases. But, uh, you know, you can up the people who have the 2016 version can literally just like call Sagan and be like, hey, I want to upgrade this to 2020. Cool. We'll send you uh, some new art to stick on the side and a USB stick with a new uh, code. <laughs> and I <laughs> <you laughs> Just plug that in
2: that's sufficient yeah the uh the few videos i looked up with this um i was happy to see that one of the events you can play is the uh the rhythmic um dancing yep. <laughs> that yeah, people
3: yeah. still post videos of <laughs> of various characters
2: i
0: mean
3: why would you not so i don't remember which version it was and i don't remember which event i did because i guess it was a while ago but i did i do remember going to a dave and busters and playing um one of the mario and sonic at the olympics uh cabinets and it, it's just it's interesting because it's like you've got those bars on the side and you've got like the place where you stick your feet and the not joysticks but whatever those controllers are
0: on the side yeah the like two weird <clears throat> sticks with the buttons on them
3: maybe i just had a good cabinet but i remember like not having any issues with actually playing it i mean it was you know it overall it's still an arcade game it's still there to like eat your quarters and well in this case your dollars <laughs> but um oh Well, that's just because, you know, modern arcade games, especially out of Dave and Buster's establishment kind of thing, like, I'm not sure if there's really any arcade games that just take a quarter at, like, that kind of establishment. It's just like,
0: you gotta swipe your card or whatever.
1: Yeah, you get, like, a game card, or you have to, like, have, like, dollar bills for days. (laughs) Right. I forgot about inflation, which is a subject we should not talk about on the Sonic. (laughs) Oh, no.
3: Oh, Lord help us. (laughs) Honestly if I if I was in an arcade and like if I saw like all these quote unquote modern like Sonic uh cabinets like the the Dash Extreme, the All Star Racing and the Olympic Games ones, I know where my money would be going because I'd be like, Yes, Sonic, something I recognize. I want to play. Oh for sure.
0: <laughs> and it's you know, the just the kind of the give and take of the current like the tokens or whatever is so different for the newer games than it is for the older ones where it's like the older ones would be keep playing for as long as you can, so we're gonna make it super hard for you to keep going. While the newer ones are like, "Hey, cool! You gave us your money. We're gonna let you play this game for like you'll get to play for a couple rounds or whatever. So like, th- your token will get you one rate like two races or two of mo- two Olympic events or whatever have you. Instead of you basically having to fight to go as long as you can on one token."
2: It seems like the the modern experience is much more like we're trying to give you an experience that is not on the home console version. So you've got the unique control schemes, like the big flashing lights and stuff like that, and that's that that that's fun. I, I yeah. could definitely see that's worth it.
0: I think you have. I think that's ultimately what you have to do if you're converting a home game into an arcade game is you have to offer something that you can't get from. Uh, Just playing it at home because it's like if it was Sonic and All-Star Sonic All-Stars Racing, but it's just a regular stand up cabinet with a joystick and a handful of buttons, you know, that's not going to do it for me.
2: Got to be able to feel the power. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's basically up to now with the mass market games, but there are a handful of games that were that either are or were very, very specific locations in terms of uh, distribution. As far as I know, these only were ever... They were even less arcade games and more kind of events, like sections or rides or whatever at the Sega Joypolis uh, arcades in Japan. So there's Sonic Athletics, which we kind of mentioned in passing earlier. Mm -hmm. It's literally just some of the events from Mario Sonic Olympics but you're all like it's up to eight players and you're all on treadmills. So you have to actually run. So it's like a 100 meter oh. dash, uh, 100 meter hurdles, but you don't have to actually jump. They have a jump button because otherwise that would be dangerous. Uh, I think there's a long jump in there. It's it's definitely like the prototype for what they would ultimately end up doing with the Mario and Sonic arcade games. You can totally see that in uh, just the pictures and footage that are available.
2: Yeah, the treadmill thing is very interesting um, because I think it's ones where you actually have to, like, get it started. Like, it doesn't start for you. And um, it seems, like, uh, pretty challenging.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, man. I'm just looking at this picture you sent us. So, each booth, or, well, whatever it is. Uh, has a different character on it, so you're seeing Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, and this is even a silver one. <laughs> and I'm just imagining myself running straight for that Knuckles. <laughs> cause
0: yeah, even as a kid, uh, it's not visible <laughs> in the picture, but Blaze is number eight.
1: Oh, cool. Oh man, that's cool. Wow. Where's yeah. The, the so it,
2: it really it's like you said, it's almost like a like a game ride event type thing.
0: Yeah, and that's definitely the case for the other game that came out in 2013,
2: Sonic Ghost Shooting,
0: which. Uh, this was the one game that I literally could not find any footage of but my understanding is that it is a dark ride that you go through uh, they've set up a track that you can go through and it's basically like a light gun shooter where the little ghost booze from Sonic Adventure 2 will show up and you have to shoot them with your little light gun thing oh wow
1: those little cars are really cool, that sounds yeah. cool. <laughs> It's super yeah, charming.
0: Unfortunately, this is one of the ones that I know for sure has apparently been shut down the years since. I believe it shut down in oh. 2018. If you were hoping if you were hoping to shoot ghosts, i got bad news for you. You have to play the Ghostbusters game. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> Just close your eyes and pretend it's Sonic.
1: I often do. I, I do <laughs> a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah, the one other, uh, other Joypolis game that we know of is... Sonic Brain Ranking, which is...
1: God, what a name!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, arguably the greatest title for a Sonic arcade game I've ever heard. This one was another one that is set up more like kind of an event space, almost. So it's not a traditional arcade game. It's, It's like a Green Hill Zone area where it's, I think, up to eight players. You're kind of encouraged to be on teams of four or whatever. And... There's a host up there who is giving you trivia questions, either like general or about Sonic-specific stuff, and you're encouraged to, you know, submit what you think is the right answer. And whoever has the best score at the end of it will get a prize from the Joypolis prize booth whatever thing.
2: Interesting. Wow. Yeah, it's it's very similar to the uh, the athletics, to where it's character-themed uh, little screens you stand at. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
1: Oh man, though, um, I could I would do really well for half of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, that's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah, we, general we, trivia, Sonic trivia. Oh boy.
0: I mean, we would aside from the obvious language barrier.
1: Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> needs more localization. <laughs> yeah, needs more he-man voice telling us all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
4: Clearly, well, uh, clearly
0: the solution is we just have to break into joypolis ourselves and literally just host get a bunch of our sonic friends together and host one of these oh man <laughs>
1: that's the dream really yeah brain ranking dream
0: the the dream is always to break into a joypolis <laughs> yeah but that as far as i know that is those are all of the major sonic arcade games that were released but we have to talk about one that wasn't. The one. The one that we know of. There might be more, but...
1: Yeah, the, the one that actually got out there.
0: So, Sega Sonic Bros is a puzzle game that was originally supposed to come out in 1992, but basically the way the arcade business works is that they will have location tests where they will take an in-progress arcade game to a nearby arcade or some other location, set it up... And then basically have somebody standing around monitoring people who play it just to gauge its overall popularity, whether people are enjoying the game. So you would hear a lot of stories about different area places around Chicago where that became super popular because like Midway used those for all of their location tests. So those would always get like the first versions yeah. of the like the new Mortal Kombat or whatever. They did that for the Sega Sonic Bros game, and apparently it did not do well in location tests. And ended up failing and just completely got shelved. For years, we didn't even know this existed until like probably 2017, 2018, about Yeah, it was
2: pretty, it was fairly recently, I remember. When it just kind of came out of nowhere,
0: somebody showed off, I have the arcade board for this thing, I've got it running. And it wouldn't be until even later that it was dumped and modified to work in MAME after a fair amount of time, just kind of taking it around touring to show it off. Uh, and as it turns out, I did some research on this. The game was designed by Fukio Mitsugi, the creator of Bubble Bobble. Oh.
2: Oh. That makes a lot of sense considering when I... I tried to play this for a few minutes and almost could not wrap my head around it because <laughs> I, I again that's another genre of games i like tetris i like buyo buyo i'm not very good at it this one really had threw me for a loop with its its concept
1: yeah the, the mechanics are see real... that's the problem that's the problem. you're supposed to make a loop the
2: mechanics are really <laughs> weird because
0: which is a shame because puzzle bobble is literally like my favorite arcade puzzle game of all time so
1: well, bust a move, if you know it Yeah, as well. exactly.
0: The rules of this are, well, the titular Sega Sonic Bros are literally three Sonics in three different colors. So you've got your blue Sonic, your red Sonic, and your yellow Sonic, long before the days of Deviantart.
2: <laughs> yeah, not Mighty and Ray.
0: Well, there, there are some people who speculate that Sega Sonic, the arcade game, was originally going to be the, these three Sonics again. But then the red one and the yellow one turned into Mighty and Ray because they have the exact same color palette.
1: It does check out, and same shoes. Yeah. Um,
2: he <laughs> <Yeah>, had that too.
0: <laughs> these You've got these three Sonics that they fall in two by two clusters. The idea is you need to basically create like a line around a space using those three colors. So like if you can enclose a certain number of uh, these falling Sonics with one color, so like you've got a line of red ones or blue ones or yellow ones around a bunch of others, everything within that line will suddenly be zapped away and disappear. The only ways to win are either to reach the final stage or like level 99 or to get the max possible score of like 9,999,999 or whatever. Seems doable. <laughs> you say that, but this game is hard as hell. Like, <laughs> holy crap. I. I love me some puzzle games, but even putting aside the weird mechanics, this game is super duper difficult. Like, the speed increases way faster than I expected. Every once in a while, they'll give you a break. Like, every 10 levels, you'll collect a Chaos Emerald that will clear every Sonic tile, whatever, above the line you drop it at. So it's a good way to kind of clear out your board and start making space again. It's just merciless in how quickly the speed picks up, and then it drops down again, and then it picks up again.
1: I mean, it is Sonic. I mean, that's true. You do have <laughs> that's, to go That's back. probably what they were thinking. They were like, sorry, can you make it faster? I'm like, But it will be hard to play. No, make it faster. Yeah. All right.
0: A lot of it comes down to luck in terms of just really hoping you get the specific Sonic colors you need. And then it gets harder after maybe 20, 30 levels when they add in a fourth white Sonic to complicate things further proving that everything is made worse
2: with the addition of white people.
4: <laughs> <Just come on. laughs>
2: oh, yeah, that is well, I can at least say from the presentation it is another very cute game. Like the yep. the, yeah. the splash art, the character designs are at least very fun to look at. It's just yes, it was incredibly hard.
0: And you've got the backgrounds that go through literally all the zones of Sonic 1 as you get further into the game, which Yeah. Is, adds to the charm and then yeah, there's a little, which i
2: definitely did not <laughs> and then
0: there's a little Eggman in the center that's you know is quote unquote controlling the drop and every time you clear something he gets electrocuted and it's adorable
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like there is still stuff that's you know from this canceled game that seeps into other sonic and sega stuff here and there like we talked about how uh you know These two Sonic Bros might have been repurposed as Mighty and Ray, but there is one more very, very noticeable thing that carried over into future games, and this is the part where I want you guys to click on the streaming thing. So soundtrack is pretty good i'm not sure who composed it there's i want you to listen to the level the uh soundtrack for levels 40 to 49 and just uh just tell me you know first impressions
2: well this explains a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so sound
2: a little familiar that definitely is the good old blue sphere wow (laughs) yeah I can feel my heart rate spiking.
4: <laughs> it's
1: weird how long, long that one's been in the can. Yeah. Uh, the fir- 1992.
2: So from this scrapped uh, arcade game, huh, the the mysteries surrounding Sonic 3's music get deeper and deeper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It never ends. Oh, man.
1: It's funny, I showed this to Jackie, and she was like, oh, that makes sense, because there's all these blue spheres around. I was like, yes, yeah. there
0: are. <laughs> yeah, blue, yellow, and red spheres... Just like in Sonic
1: 3. They made the right decision to dispense with the white ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're technically
0: still there. They just have the star on them.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. They get in the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is weird that this iconic piece of Sonic music that has still been used in the games as recently as 2017 came from this
2: arcade game that never
0: happened.
3: Man
2: continuing the trend of learning something new on this
3: show (laughs) amen to that i've learned so much today (laughs) but that's so cool
0: like honestly that's part of the reason why i wanted to do an episode on all these games is because there's just it's such a fascinating and under kind of underappreciated side of the sonic franchise that i i'm glad that more, pe- more and more people are slowly discovering and kind of getting an appreciation for. It. And I'm glad that a lot of these games are preserved either officially or unofficially for those people to discover.
2: Yeah, yeah to bring it around to the top, talking about the, the anniversary of MAME. Like, I am super grateful that these are uh, much more accessible than they ever have been.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah, being able to play Sonic games that we never would have had the opportunity to growing up. Cause, boy, there was a lot of stuff that I never got the opportunity to, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> partly due to not having the money, but partly due to the fact that we just weren't getting this stuff. Yeah. And you think we would when Sonic was at its peak? But uh, now here we are, and uh, I'm happy for that. I'm happy we're getting so much Sonic, so much Sonic that we that was apparently hidden from us. <laughs> <laughs> like in the case of this, yeah. like, what else are we missing? Yeah. Like, next, like, in the next couple of years, what else is going to get unveiled from the Sonic's history that we have no idea about? Honestly,
0: I wouldn't be surprised if there is at least, like, one more secret arcade game that failed a location test that we don't know
1: about. Oh, okay, I hope so. Like
2: a sequel to Sonic the Fighters. If he would have told me even, like, a couple of years ago that that was even a possibility to, for people to discover unreleased arcade cabinets, of all things, and have that, uh, you know preserved and dumped online um that's just real exciting i (laughs) hope there is extra stuff out there
1: one day one day we're gonna get the sonic one alpha alpha the madonna (laughs) (laughs) he's followed around by a beautiful jessica rabbit like girl uh that's what i'm it's
0: it's (laughs) either gonna it's either gonna be that or the amiga port which one comes first is you know anybody's guess
3: i know that these days arcades as their own establishment, just aren't financially viable anymore because of, you know, changes in culture and everything. But, like, (laughs) I feel like the dream is a collector slash programmer slash carpenter slash (laughs) designer, like, just making a space where you have, like, all these Sonic arcade games, like, old, new, unreleased, just all together, even for, like, a week, a month, a year, like, as a limited-time event. That, man... I feel like that would be something that would legitimately go down in, like, Sonic history books kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and they should bring it to every one of our, like, living locations (laughs) so we can all play them.
0: For a limited time only. I guess if Galloping Ghost expands again, you never know what they're going to pull in next. Oh, man. (laughs) They're up to 856 games. They've got Sega Sonic and Fighters. So who knows what else they could manage to get their hands on. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I think that's probably a good point to wrap it up for today. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad these things exist and that we can play them. I
1: think we covered everything.
0: You know what? If there is an arcade near you, stay safe. But if you have the opportunity and you feel comfortable doing so, go give it a visit. They could they could use the business, and you might find something there that you've never seen before and might find super cool.
1: Yeah, I should go down and play Sega Rally Championship again. It's been a while. Mm,
3: that sounds tempting. Should get a video of you doing the uh, Sonic Basketball game too
1: yeah absolutely i was tempted to try it before we did this episode but uh it's going outside uh maybe (laughs) just play sonic basketball
0: i know the i know the arc like my go-to arcade near me has a bunch of old games including the rio 2016 olympic game so if if next time i go that's still there i may film myself embarrassing getting an embarrassing score in the pole vault or whatever
3: (laughs) if i happen to go to a dave and busters or something that has a any sort of sonic cabinet i will for sure get a video of me playing something so (laughs) so we can have supplemental material for this
1: podcast exactly what about Jeremy? What about you Jeremy? Are you going to make a pilgrimage out to your like, local arcade for this?
2: I def I know for a fact that that does not exist unfortunately. Oh <laughs> no. I would you're right. probably <laughs> have to I haven't looked into it. I know cheese. I don't even know if our Chuck E Cheese is still around. And even then, our Chuck E Cheese was always real lame. It had lots of rides but not a lot of games.
0: Chuck E Cheese has gotten lamer in the intervening years if you can believe it. So, uh, you can find me on Twitter at CyberLink420. Uh,
2: you can find me on Twitter at GreatJobJeremy, that's G-R in the number eight.
3: You can find me on
1: just the different socials as RockTheJake. And you can find me all over the internet, probably, well not really, but you can find me on Twitter, and at least a few others, as Falero. that's F-A-U-L-E-R-R-O. I just made that up on the spot. I just figured I might as well give people a spelling after all these episodes. Yeah, Four Love
3: episodes it. in and we finally know how to spell his name.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. I need
0: to update my contacts.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, he's got me as Forello. <laughs> yeah.
3: He's my emergency contact, so I should definitely update that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, don't contact him. Weird dude.
0: <laughs> uh, special thanks as always to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp. And uh, next time, we're going to mix things up a little, kind of as sort of a continuation of this topic, but also kind of a like weird side tangent. I think we're going to talk a little bit about like Sonic Pinball stuff. Surprisingly, there has been a, both a lot of Sonic Pinball things and not a lot of Sonic Pinball things. So I feel like that's a good kind of topic of conversation to really dig into how much that whole genre has influenced the games and everything else over the years.
1: It was a natural fit for our round boy Sonic. <laughs>
0: the round bouncy boy.
1: Because <laughs> most people, when they tell you like uh, their favorite Sonic level, oh yeah, I love Sonic, I love the pinball stage. and like, yeah. So, pff, plenty to talk about when it comes to Sonic and pinball.
0: So until next
2: time, I'm Cyberlink. I'm Rock the Jake.
1: I'm Falero, And I'm
2: Game Buddy, and this has been The Hill is Always Greener. And don't forget... Just pull the trigger tails, and Dr. Robotnik will never menace planet Mobius again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know where that's from. Oh, love it. Assassination.
2: (laughs)